0: Welcome friends to another r slash Am I the Jerk video. Some people today might be jerks, but you wouldn't be if you hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the days by Chemical Professor 54 Am I the Jerk for being offended that my friend didn't accept the dress she asked me to make for her? This has been on my mind, but I don't want to tell any mutual friends about it, so I'm asking here instead. I make custom dresses for a living, usually wedding dresses. A friend of mine asked me to make a dress for her to wear to a wedding. She's not the bride, just a guest. She wanted me to do it as a favor for her, and I was happy to do it since she's a friend of mine. But yesterday, after I told her the dress was ready and she could come try it on, she told me she changed her mind and had bought a dress. I'm ticked off because I spent quite a long time designing the dress that she asked for, and I feel like she could have at least wanted to see it or have the dress even if she wasn't going to wear it to the wedding. When I told her how I felt... She told me that I shouldn't be upset because I can sell the dress I've made, so it's a win win situation. Is it understandable I'm offended? Personally, I think it's more than understandable that anybody would be upset in that situation. They led you on and led you to believe that you were doing something for them that they were going to maybe like, wear, try on, and you spend your time, money, and effort making this dress for them only for them to wave their hand and say, No, it's okay, just sell it to somebody else. If you were in OP shoes, would you be pissed off at your friend? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by Yeehaw Cowboys. Am I the jerk for not letting my sister-in-law wear my wedding dress? My 30-year-old male husband and I have been married for almost 6 years now. At the time of our engagement, neither of us had much money, so there was no way I could have afforded the wedding dress that I wanted to wear. Thankfully for me, my mother something of a seamstress and offered to help me make my dream dress. We spent over a year finding the pattern, picking the fabrics, and making my beautiful wedding dress completely from scratch. It's the first big project I've ever sewn, so I'm quite proud of it. Making it also brought me much closer to my mother, as the whole project was sort of a bonding experience. It also holds a lot of additional sentimental value, as my dad passed away while we were making it so I sewed a heart-shaped cutout of one of his shirts into the lining of the dress in order to keep him with me on my big day. This dress not only brought me closer to my husband, but my family too. It means so much to me. My sister-in-law, female, 23, just got engaged recently and is in a similar situation with her wedding. she just got out of college and started work as a teacher. Between her loans and a relatively low salary, she doesn't have very much money to pay for her wedding. Dress shopping has been a bit stressful for her as all the dresses that fit her taste are just so far out of her budget. This all leads up to Tuesday morning when she called up my husband and asked if I would be willing to let her borrow my dress. She mentioned that it could be her something borrowed. My husband says that he would have to ask me first because it wasn't his to loan out. His sister told him that wasn't a problem and I'd barely miss it as it was just sitting in a box anyway. He still said he would have to ask me and forgot about it. He finished his work day and picked me up for my job and we came home to his little sister trying on my wedding dress and his mom clipping it in the back to fit her better. Seeing somebody else in my dress totally blindsided me. I was stunned and asked what they were doing and my mother-in-law said that they were planning alterations since sister-in-law is significantly smaller than me. I told them there's no way I would be loaning my dress out to anyone. It not only represents my love to my husband, but the bond with some of my family as well. This escalated into an argument that ended in my mother-in-law calling me a selfish witch and leaving with my sister-in-law. My husband thankfully grabbed the dress during the argument, so they didn't grab it when they left. I was really upset, but thought about it after I had some time to calm down. I don't have any uses for the dress, and I do love my sister-in-law. I feel as if I maybe overreacted and shut them down too quickly. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk because everybody, no matter what the possession is, as long as it's legal to own it, they have the right to value and cherish their own possessions. They don't have to share anything with anyone, whether it's a dress, whether it's a family photo, it could be some random knickknack or the family china or whatever, and especially something that you personally made. Like, OP actually made that wedding dress. They have every right in the world in my eyes to be possessive over that and not want to share something that belongs to them. They made themselves with anybody else. This next story is by Diligent Database 474 Am I the jerk for not waking my boyfriend, which made him late to his first day at a new job? I, 28-year-old female, have lived with my boyfriend, 30-year-old male, for three years now. When I first stayed the night and he overslept, I woke him up. He woke up in a bad mood and, after a big fight, made it absolutely clear that I should not wake him up even if I knew he would be late to meeting the Pope, his words. After I calmed down, I wrote a contract that said I would never wake him up under any circumstance short of an emergency, as long as he never blames me for oversleeping. He laughed and signed it. I kept it with my important documents. Daughter of two lawyers. Get everything in writing, and don't sign anything unless you and your lawyer read it are rules I live by. Fast forward to yesterday, he just started a new job, celebrated the night before playing with some guys online, he had to wake up by 7am. I woke up at 5am like usual, did all my stuff, by the time it was 7am he didn't wake up. I left the house at 8.15am and he was still asleep. When I got back, he was there and he was very angry. He started shouting and blamed me for being late said I should have woken him when I noticed he overslept. All I did was stay silent until he stopped shouting, then showed him the paper he signed. And then I said, I never woke you up and I never will. You are an adult and you can set an alarm like the rest of us. Also, you being late is a you problem and I have no part in it at all. Now he's saying I'm the jerk and I should know that the old rules don't apply since he no longer works for his friend that was lax with time. I still think I did nothing wrong. So, am I the jerk? Do I think it might have been a little petty not to wake them up when you knew that they did have to go to work or whatever? Yeah, I think it was a little petty. Do I think they're the jerk for it? No. OP's boyfriend made this whole big deal about don't wake me up, don't you dare wake me up ever again unless it's an emergency. Unless I'm about to catch on fire, don't let me know. So, definitely a petty thing to make them miss the work. But they had it coming. Our next story is by Office Drama5686. Am I the jerk for refusing to answer to a nickname I don't like? I, 28-year-old female, was named after a really obscure character from Greek mythology. My preferred nickname is taken from the end of my name. I always introduce myself with, I'm my name, but you can call me nickname. None of my co-workers in the small business we work for have ever had a problem with this before, until Megan, 25-year-old female, the niece of Jeff, 50-something male, one of the two owners, was hired. Jeff and Dave, 50-something male, co-own the business, but Dave does the actual day-to-day running of the business. I introduced myself and my nickname as usual, but she immediately said that Bessie, not the actual name, would be a better nickname because it comes from the beginning of my name and that she liked it better. I told her I didn't really like that nickname and wouldn't answer to it and asked her to please not call me Bessie, But she insisted that it was so much prettier and that I just needed to get used to it. For the next two months, she tried to call me Bessie, but I completely ignored her whenever she addressed me that way, even when I knew she really needed help with something. She would call my desk phone and say, hey Bessie. I would reply, you have the wrong number, there's no Bessie here, and hang up. She then tried to get some of the employees outside the office to start calling me Bessie, but I quickly shut that down. I usually finish my work early and help them with a lot of tedious little things that aren't part of my job description and threaten to stop helping them unless they used my preferred nickname. Friday, she decided she was going to get me to respond to Bessie no matter what. We have an open office design but are at opposite ends. She started calling out Bessie in a sing-song voice over and over again to try and annoy me enough to respond. Other coworkers got annoyed, most telling her to stop and one, Lisa, 43-year-old female, telling me to just let her call me Bessie already. I refused, and she kept calling out Bessie louder and louder until Dave barged in. He'd been on a conference call with an important client and could hear her yelling from his office down the hall. He told her to be quiet, and that if she called me Bessie one more time, he'd write her up and dock her pay. Later, Megan cornered me in the break room, called me a jerk for getting her in trouble, and called me Bessie again for good measure, just as Dave was walking in to heat up his lunch. He gave her a stern look and said, I warned you, then he walked to HR to have her written up. Lisa saying I'm the jerk for never helping Megan and that if I'd been nicer, or hadn't fought her so hard on the nickname, she probably would have given up on it a while ago, but because I made such a big deal out of it, it became a challenge. So Reddit, am I the jerk? I love that Lisa's going up to OP saying, Well, if you had been nicer to her, she wouldn't have made it such a big deal. Does Lisa not understand that from the get-go, Megan did not show OP respect? How was OP ever supposed to just be like, Okay, Megan, I'll help you out, buddy. While she's being a total jerk to OP and not respecting what they want to be called. Might as well just go around calling Lisa lie all the time or come up with some dumb nickname, see if Lisa wants to overlook it and treat OP with respect when that's going on. Needless to say, I don't think OP's the jerk. This next story is by an anonymous poster. Am I the jerk for getting my friend's son sick and not paying his medical bill? My friend and her son came over for a visit and we left her son inside when we went to see the new fence my husband worked on. Her son sneaked into my fridge and took out a bunch of brownies which contained weed. I infused them for myself from weed I legally buy, I have a chronic pain, and they were leftovers from the previous day. He ate too, but we didn't notice until he started to act weird and admitted he ate the brownies from my fridge. My friend freaked out and thought he was dying, and when I told her it was weed, she refused to believe me and called the ambulance, despite me offering to drive him to the hospital. The paramedics checked him over and told her they could bring him to the hospital, but he would recover by himself at home. She took him home rather than go to the hospital, and it's been a few weeks, but has since sent me a bill for $235, claiming I poisoned her son, and I should at least pay for the ambulance. I'll admit, the fridge was probably too tempting, but her son is 10, and I'm surprised a 10-year-old would just eat stuff from people's fridges without asking. I called her up and told her I couldn't afford to pay it and also told her that it was legal weed and we could've drove him to the hospital without an ambulance. She said she can't pay it either and because it's my weed, I should pay for it." I think OP's not the jerk. Was it maybe a little reckless to leave it in the fridge with the kid unsupervised? Sure, but most people would assume that a 10 year old would not just go and raid your refrigerator and start eating random stuff when they're just visiting. Our next story is by Babysitter's Issues. Am I the jerk for refusing a babysitting gig and getting the mother reported to CPS? I, 16-year-old female, do part-time babysitting to help raise some money for my dad. Recently, a lady in the neighborhood, 48-year-old female, contacted me and said she wanted me to look after her daughter. She said her daughter was 10 and just had minor food allergies. Well, when I got there, turns out this woman lied. The daughter was 15 and turned out to have more than just food allergies. The lady said her daughter had schizoaffective disorder, apparently it's schizophrenia and mood disorder combined, and autism. I said no but the lady kept begging me so I just gave in. That was until the lady showed me her daughter's room. It was a mess, there was broken glass by the window, it reeked of pee, and I found an open bottle of some yellow liquid that I don't even want to know what was in it. The daughter looked sick, sleep deprived, and malnourished, and was wearing some kind of pacifier? I don't know, but I didn't feel comfortable, so I told her I didn't feel okay with taking care of this kid, told her to find a caretaker that would be better for her daughter's autism, and ran away from that house as fast as I could. After I described the event to my mom, she immediately contacted CPS because according to her, these are big signs of abuse or neglect. The lady's been ranting on Facebook about my services, calling me a scammer who just wants a quick buck and then inconveniences parents. Am I the jerk? First of all, Opie didn't do Anything here. They literally said they went there, it wasn't what they agreed to, and then their mom was the one that contacted CPS. So just there alone, OP's totally removed from the question, that said, even if OP was the one to contact CPS, they wouldn't be the jerk at all. You were looking out for somebody. And our final story of the days by background Flan7294. Would I be the jerk if I don't attend my daughter's wedding? I'm male 48. My wife, Samantha, female, 43, and I adopted our daughter, Cassandra, female, 22, when she was four months old. Her bio mom, female, 38, was a junkie who wanted to get an abortion before her parents got involved and made her keep it. We provided Cassandra with a nice life in a well-off town, and she even attended a private school. After me and Samantha divorced due to me meeting my new wife, Ashley, female, 35, almost 10 years ago, Cassandra went through a bit of a rebellious phase that continued until she was about 16. I feared she was going to end up like her birth mom, but between the divorce and welcoming a new child, my hands were tied. So I sent her to live with her grandparents. What I didn't know is that her bio mom lived in the same town as my former in laws. And somehow Cassandra and her got in touch. They became close, and Cassandra even skipped Ashley's birthday one year to go on vacation with her bio mom. I hated how close they got, especially knowing the bio mom's past. So I moved Cassandra back in with us, but she moved right after graduation. My ex doesn't mind the relationship since the bio mom isn't trying to replace her, but it's pretty close. Now onto the conflict, Cassandra's getting married to Aiden, male 34, and I'm supposed to pay for the entire thing, which I have no problem doing. However, when I found out that her bio mom was going to be the maid of honor after my ex declined, I lost it. She literally gave her up and wanted to abort her, and now she's acting like they're best friends? My wife has been an amazing mother figure to Cassandra, and the fact that she's choosing some random addict over her is disgusting. I'm not going to pay for the wedding. I love my daughter and I want her to be happy, But I decided not to attend the wedding as it pains me and my wife to see her bio mom taking my wife's place as a second mother figure. My son, male, 20, tells me I'm being a jerk. So as much as it pains me to say, I think OP is being the jerk. Whether or not Cassandra wants to forgive their bio mom, have a relationship with them, even see them as a new mother figure, that's completely up to Cassandra. And no matter how much you personally despise the bio mom, Cassandra still has every right to feel however they want about her. Getting jealous and basically blowing everything up because you personally don't like her is a pretty big jerk move. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below.